0: Week 14 of the NFL season. It's now officially time to put up or shut up. Some teams are fighting for playoff spots, while others are evaluating what they have for next year. You're listening to In The Moment Sports Podcast. I'm Zach Bollinger. Now let's dive into what Week 14 has in store. Before we get into the weekend games, Thursday night football featured a matchup between the New England Patriots and the LA Rams. Unlike two years ago in the Super Bowl, the Rams were able to come away with a 24-3 dominant victory over New England. Cam Akers had his way with the New England defense, finishing the game with 29 carries for 171 yards. Kenny Young, the young defensive linebacker for LA, finished the game with a pick six, a sack, a tackle for loss, and a pass deflection. Young easily had the best game of his young career. The L.A. Rams defense did what they do best, get after the quarterback. They finished the game with six sacks, and New England's quarterbacks felt under duress the entire game. Speaking of New England quarterbacks, Cam Newton finished the game 9 of 16 for 119 yards, and on the ground he finished with seven carries for 16 yards. Cam Newton would be benched in the fourth quarter, and Jared Stidham would get snaps. Stidham finished the game 5 of 7 for 27 yards. After the game, Belichick said Cam is still the starter. Why? Cam Newton's not the future. This is his last year in New England. He's underperformed. I don't see why you don't give Jared Stidham the shot he deserves to see if he can be anything in the NFL. Moving on to Sunday's game, our first matchup features the 4-8 Houston Texans versus the 5-7 and seven Chicago Bears. The Bears are not your average 5-17 as they are coming off six straight losses. Houston is coming off an incredibly tough loss to the Colts in which Deshaun Watson fumbled on the goal line on the last-minute drive. Bears are coming off a 34-30 loss to the Lions. After starting 5-1, everything has gone wrong in Chicago. The Texans come into this game with the second-best passing attack in the league only behind the Kansas City Chiefs. However, the Houston Texans run offense ranks dead last. The Bears' defense has been average this year at best, and the offense has been horrific. There's time for change in Chicago. Unless Khalil Mack can get after the quarterback and the defense can put pressure on Deshaun Watson, I think the Texans take this one easily. Next up, the eight and four Tennessee Titans travel to Jacksonville to take on the one and eleven Jaguars. The Titans are coming off a pretty big loss to the Cleveland Browns in which they were pretty much dominated in the first half. A second-half comeback made the game look a little bit more respectable, but it was pretty obvious Cleveland dominated the game. The Jaguars are still in the hunt for Trevor Lawrence. They are not out of it. Gardner Minshew is a good face of the franchise, but he's not a franchise quarterback. Jacksonville is allowing the third-most rushing yards a game with 136. Unfortunately for them, they play Derrick Henry this week. Look for Derrick Henry to continue his dominance over the Jaguars that he's had the past few years. Between Derrick Henry and the play-action game between Tannehill and A.J. Brown, expect the Titans to come out and dominate after last week's performance. The 3-9 and nine Dallas Cowboys take on the 2-9-1 Cincinnati Bengals. Andy Dalton's revenge tour commences. Going into the season, we expect to see Dak Prescott versus Joe Burrow. And without both of them playing, it's really not as interesting. However, both teams come in struggling against the run as the Dallas Cowboys coming off last week where they allowed 294 rushing yards to the Baltimore Ravens. The Bengals are not much better as they are the 4th worst rush defense in the league. Look for Ezekiel Elliott to have a dominating game against this weak Bengals rush defense. This game will be close, but at the end of the day, Andy Dalton's going to be able to get his revenge, and the Cowboys should be able to sneak out with a victory. The 11-1 Kansas City Chiefs head to Miami to face Brian Flores and the 8-4 Dolphins. The Chiefs are coming out of a game where they barely snuck out against division rival Denver Broncos. The Dolphins are coming off a 19-7 win against the Cincinnati Bengals, where two would pass for 296 yards and one touchdown. Statistically, Miami's offense has been pretty bad this year. They have the ninth worst passing offense and the 7th worst rushing offense. The Chiefs come into the game with the best passing offense and overall offense in the league. Both of their defense are pretty much on par with each other as the Chiefs allow 225 passing yards and Dolphins allow 232 passing yards a game. The Miami Dolphins are a good team. Tua is going to be a star in this league for a long time. But this is Patrick Mahomes' league. Chiefs are going to win this one. It'll be a good game, but Chiefs win by at least seven. The Arizona Cardinals travel to New York to take on the 5-7 and seven New York Giants. Both teams are trending in opposite directions as Arizona is coming off three straight losses, and the Giants are coming off four straight wins most recently with their huge upset of the Seattle Seahawks. It's a game where something has to give as the Arizona Cardinals come in with the third-best rush offense in the league, facing off against the fourth-best rush defense in the league in the New York Giants. Daniel Jones will be playing this week. However, I see Kyler Murray and the boys getting back on track and improving to 7-6. and six. The Giants are coming in hot, but they haven't necessarily had the toughest stretch besides Seattle. I like Kyler Murray in this one. Cardinals win. Next up, we have another Super Bowl rematch between the 4-8 Denver Broncos and the 4-8 Carolina Panthers. The Broncos are coming off a tough loss in which it looked like they had an opportunity to steal one from the Chiefs. The Panthers will still be without Christian McCaffrey and are coming off a one-point loss to the Vikings, who have been hot recently. The Broncos' offense hasn't looked great passing. They're the 7th worst pass team in the league, but the rushing attack headed by Philip Lindsay and Melvin Gordon has looked good. The defense has been better for Broncos recently and has become sneaky good. Panthers have been average in pretty much every aspect of the game of football this year. Without McCaffrey, they've become almost one-dimensional. A big takeaway is that the Denver run game is too good. They have weapons on the outside in Jerry Judy and K.J. Hamler, and Noah Fan at tight end creates two main mismatches for this Carolina defense. I think this defense for Denver gives Carolina some troubles, and it's going to be close. But at the end of the day, Denver gets a very slim victory over the Panthers. The 6-6 Minnesota Vikings travel to Tampa Bay to take on the 7-5 Buccaneers. Minnesota has won five of their last six, but it will be interesting to see what team we get. This team has lost to teams like the Cowboys and the Falcons, but has beaten others such as the Seahawks and Green Bay. Tampa's coming off a tough loss to the Chiefs before their bye week and another tough one to the Rams. Tom Brady is still the quarterback in Tampa. It's December. It's hard to pick against anyone besides Tom Brady. Tampa Bay has the best rush defense in the league, facing off against a very strong rush offense in Minnesota. Tom Brady's the difference in this one and the Bucs win. The 8 and 4 Colts battle off against the 7 and 5 Raiders in a game that ultimately could decide a playoff spot. Colts are coming off a close win versus the Texans and the Raiders are coming off a win in which they can thank Greg Williams for going cover 0 on a Hail Mary situation. Colts have the 10th best passing offense in the league against a struggling pass defense and for the Raiders. This game will be close. It'll be interesting to see what Raiders team shows up. The team that almost lost to the Jets, or the team that beat the Chiefs. I think the Colts slip out of Vegas with a win. The 0-12 New York Jets versus the Seattle Seahawks. Jets blew their shot at a win. They don't want to win this year. They are content with going 0-16. Seahawks dominate this game. Throw the stats out. It does not matter. Jets are the Jets. Enough said. If you want to win a game, start Joe Flacco. Russell Wilson and the Seahawks are about to absolutely destroy the New York Jets. Get ready for a slaughter in Seattle. Next up, the 9-3 Packers take on the 5-7 Detroit Lions. Packers are coming off a big win in which they finally were able to bench Carson Wentz for the Eagles. Lions are coming off a win against the suddenly back-to-earth Chicago Bears. As a surprise to no one, with Aaron Rodgers at the helm, the Packers have the fifth-best passing offense in the league and the ninth-best rushing offense behind Aaron Jones. The Lions' defense is flat-out bad, and so are the Lions. The Packers should take this one easily, but don't be surprised if the Lions hang around at first. It is still a rivalry game. Packers should win in the second half by a good margin. The 5-7 and seven football team versus the 5-7 49ers. Yes, a nameless team is playing a team who literally just has two numbers for their name. The football team is coming off a huge upset victory over the Steelers behind play from Comeback Player of the Year, Alex Smith. Yes, Alex Smith is already Comeback Player of the Year. Give him the award now, NFL. 49ers are coming off a l- tough loss to the Bills, but beat the surging Rams the week before. It'll be interesting to see what 49ers team comes out. With Antonio Gibson out, expect McKissick to carry the load again at running back. These defenses are both good. Washington has the third best pass defense and only is allowing 107 rushing yards a game. Washington traveling across country could be beneficial for the 49ers, but this game will be won in the trenches and it will be a defensive game. My prediction, I'm not saying a football team is going to win. I'm saying the football team is going to win. The 10-2 Saints led by Taysom Hill take on the 3-8-1 Eagles led by Jalen Hurts. Who would have thought this would have been the matchup a few weeks ago? Taysom Hill is proving Sean Payton right. He can win. He can win football games consistently and he can beat good teams. The Eagles are coming off another bad game versus the Packers, and they're hoping Hurts is the answer. Throw out all the Eagles' offensive stats from this year. This is Jalen Hurts' team now. It's going to be a different offense, and I think it's for the better. The stats don't really tell you a whole lot about the Saints either, as with Taysom Hill at the helm, it's been a lot different. This run attack with Hill, Kamara, and Murray is going to run over Philly. Saints win flat out, but I think Hurts keeps the job. The 4-8 Atlanta Falcons take on the 3-9 LA Chargers. Literally no lead is safe in this game. If there is ever a game to predict a tie, it is this game. Both teams will try their hardest to blow the game in the fourth quarter. Chargers come in with one of the better passing attacks in the league, and lucky for them, they're facing the third worst pass defense in the Falcons. I think the Chargers' pass attack is too good for this Falcons team. It may be close, but at the end of the day, no matter how many times both teams try to choke it away, I think the Chargers pull it out. Possibly overtime. The 11-1 Pittsburgh Steelers face off against the 9-3 Buffalo Bills. I'm not quite sure we need a recap for the Steelers from last week. But just a quick reminder, the Steelers lost to the football team in a game that really no one saw coming. The Buffalo Bills, however, are coming off another win versus the 49ers. Start normalizing Josh Allen in MVP talks. This dude is legit. Steelers offense has been bad this year. It's not what the Big Ben offenses used to be, but this defense is insane. They have the second-best pass defense and the sixth-best rush defense. This Bills offense will have its hands full, and it will be a great matchup on that side of the ball. The Steelers will be without Joe Hayden and Robert Spillane. Spillane is big because he was the signal caller after Devin Bush went down. Great teams don't lose too straight. Pittsburgh has an opportunity to silence the haters and look adversity in the eyes and overcome it. If they beat the Bills, they prove once again that they are a top-two team. Pittsburgh, this is your opportunity to let everyone know that you're better than the team who went out there and almost lost to the JV Ravens and to the football team. I think the Bills take this one. Monday night football. The 7 and 5 Baltimore Ravens take on the 9 and 3 Cleveland Browns. The 9 and 3 Cleveland Browns. One more time. The 9 and 3 Cleveland Browns. It's weird to say, but this team is good. The Browns are coming off a dominant win against the Tennessee Titans, which they tried to blow at the end but thankfully for them, the football gods allowed the clock to hit zero. This game will be one in the trenches as this is the number one and two rushing offenses in the league. The Ravens come in with the best brush offense, averaging 169 rushing yards a game, and the Browns come in not far behind at 157. This game will be one up front and it's going to be a good one. If you're not a fan of running football, Don't watch this game. It'll be close, and it'll come down to the final possession. The Ravens have everything to lose. Their backs are against the wall. I think the Ravens come out with this one. Because for them, it's officially time to put up or shut up. That concludes our Week 14 preview. Thank you for listening to In The Moment Sports Podcast. I'm Zach Bollinger.